coupon guy Tom Telesco strikes again after adding cornerback Bryce Callahan earlier on in the week. The Chargers added another post-draft position of need to the roster when Tom Telesco brought in Kyle Van Noy, which should help the Chargers not only an edge defender, but at linebacker as well. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now, but we're now we're going into our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen with the big news of Kyle Van Noy signing with the Chargers. But to make sure you never miss the show, subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. But it has to start there, David. The Chargers making another late free agency ad, right? We were talking about the needs that they have, and it seems like every time we want to talk about it, they're just going to keep going and adding players at those positions of need. We saw Bryce Callahan. Now you get another guy who's going to fill not just one position, but a couple of different positions and another chess piece for Brandon Staley and Kyle Van Noy. So we're going to talk about the reaction to that, bringing some playoff experience to the Chargers, and also just all of the additions the Chargers have made in free agency to rebuild the defense that desperately needed to be rebuilt. And we'll also talk about the fact that it seems like the Chargers are now a destination for some of these free agents to come in on the cheap. And we don't know the contract yet, but that's what it seems like to try to tag on, win a ring, make a deep playoff run, right? And really recoup some of the value maybe that they lost. But this dude is still playing at a high level, but it is fan meal Friday. So at the end of the show, we will get into some voicemails and some Twitter questions, including the breakout player of the season for the Chargers, an early pick for that one. But David, it starts with Kyle Van Noy. And just after seeing the Bryce Callahan pick, which pick up which really surprised us i think i mean it, it happened all really fast it happened the same way today as we're recording this with kyle van Noy, where it's like hey he's visiting they think he's going to sign there and then it happens right but now seeing the chargers go out and get another player of this caliber this late in free agency and really adding to a position that we're like hey i don't know if we feel great about the depth there it feels a lot different now with kyle van Noy. i think another really value signing for tom telesco i love the pickup well, it's like another one. I just feel like it's DJ Khaled here. It's like, <laughs> man, the, the Chargers going out and adding another veteran at a position that, you know, a guy that can come in and impact multiple different things. So you just love you love the move. You love the aggressiveness. The Chargers just continuing to not, you know, stand pat. They're not saying yeah. that, you know, we're OK with our roster. We still got plenty of time to try to make additions, try to you know shore this thing up and really put themselves in the very best positions to go out there and compete and win every single Sunday. It does feel like that. I mean, it seems like they're just keep continuing to push the envelope this offseason more than we've seen in years past. It does continue to feel different. The Chargers have been the dark horse pick for everybody for so long. It, you get yeah. a little bit numb to it, but like, yeah, it just feels a little bit different. And I mean, to get this dude who's still playing at such a high level, I mean, as recently as last year, right? Five sacks. You'll take that mm -hmm. as your edge three, right? Because that's kind of what All he's day. coming to be. Five sacks, 66 tackles, according to pro football reference. And also, David, I mean, a guy that's going to do a lot for you versatility-wise, right? Because that's what we were talking about is just this not only helps your ed edge depth right behind Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, because those are things that we wanted to see. It also helps you at linebacker, because that's just what this dude does. And now you get 
depth at both of those positions. 435 snaps at edge rusher last year on the line of scrimmage. 336 snaps in the box or playing linebacker in 35 snaps in the slot. Like now I feel better about the Chargers linebacker situation. Now I feel a lot better about the Chargers edge rusher situation. Like they got a guy that's going to do so much for them and is helping out at both of those positions. And just to get both of those things in one swing for Tom Telesco, I just thought was a huge move. Oh man, it's fantastic. I mean, who knew that a t- the player of, of this caliber was actually still out there and why <laughs> was he still out there? Right. right. That, that, that doesn't make a whole lot of not sense. Not like a now. major injury or like any major red flags. I mean, and still playing at a high level. It's not like he fell off by any means. Yeah, other than the fact that he did play with the Patriots, and I know there's that stigma out there. I about- think that's honestly what it is. Like, the, the years he's played the best easily have all come with the Patriots. Right, and so it's, hey, can he go somewhere else and replicate that type of production? I mean, that's obviously the big question. But, I mean, hey, a guy that you know that's going to come in and stay healthy, played 13-plus games in seven of his eight seasons that he's been in the NFL – 55 plus tackles in five straight seasons, a guy that can get after the quarterback. I mean, this is the type of move that if you're trying to win a championship, is the type of move that you make. A guy that brings versatility and veteran leadership and ability. And he's been able to prove that he can do both of those things at a high level in the NFL. Yeah, and I just feel like, you know, if you needed a new starting linebacker, like he could do that if he needed to, right? He yeah. could fill in for Drew Tranquil or Kenneth Murray, maybe even push one of them for a spot if that's the way they really wanted to deploy him, right? But if one of your edge rushers goes down, now you feel a lot better, right? You feel a lot better with Chris Rump staying at the fourth edge rusher, right? Yeah. Another year to prove he can be that primary backup. Continue developing, right? Well, yeah. and this is a more well-rounded dude. I mean, Chris Absolutely. Rump is a little bit, you know, one-sided. He's still kind of fleshing out a lot of the parts of his game that he needs to to be that role all the time because it is a, a role that plays a significant amount of snaps, yeah. right? Like Trey Flowers makes you feel a lot better at that. And he's probably the Chargers best coverage linebacker already. Just to, yeah. Or Kyle Vano is already their, you know, probably their best coverage linebacker going into the season. Like that's just, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's not saying a ton. The bar is that kind of low, but Very I mean, low. last year, yeah. the passer rating allowed 85.6, which is really good. Really Yards good for a allowed, linebacker. Oh, hundred percent completion percentage against usually for linebackers. That's at like 85 to 90 percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His is at 64% completion percentage line. Also, according to Pro Football Reference, broke up 10 passes as well. And over the last three seasons, seven forced fumbles, which you know means a lot to Brandon Staley, I'm sure. And that you know <laughs> goes along with the Chargers kind of theme of getting dudes who can take the ball away, give the ball back to Justin Herbert. But another thing, David, that Brandon Staley has talked about, right, so many times is just building that winning culture and also yeah. telling us they, they're probably going to sign guys and improve the roster, and we just didn't believe it, I guess. But <laughs> the other thing he always says is getting winning guys. When he's talking about bringing in coaches, you know, bringing in coaches from the Saints, bringing in coaches from the 49ers, bringing in coaches, you know, from the Packers and, and different winning cultures and things like that. And now he's doing it again in free agency. You bring in J.C. Jackson, a guy from a winning culture, a Super Bowl champion. Now you're bringing in this dude, a two-time Super Bowl champion, that is going to give you that veteran guy that in the playoffs you know is not too you know is ready to step up in that kind of spotlight to get a guy like this who has that postseason experience as you're hoping you're making a postseason run I think is a, a big part of this as well. Well, that experience is so important because you can go and go to these young guys that have never been to the playoffs before or have only been once and say, "Hey, I've been here. You know that this we we you can do this. You can get through this. This isn't just another football game." You know, yes, it's the intensity is ratcheted up and they, they can, you know, kind of help them prepare in those situations. But having that experience in the room is invaluable. It's going to help everybody around them. And I just love how many different ways 
this type of move improves your roster. It just seems like the Chargers defense and the Chargers offense overall, they're just adding more and more pieces where you see, yep, that's definitely going to help. Yep, that's definitely going to help. And that's something that we honestly haven't really been able to say consistently for the last several seasons. But, I mean, every move that the Chargers have made, you can see a a a reason why they made the move that they made. So I just love that, you know, the organization seems to be going in a very positive direction. Absolutely. And I mean, I think just you're also talking about a guy that like, right, comes with the rings. You know what I mean? He has that pedigree where it's like, hey, you know, you might want to listen to me. Look at this hand. I got. Yeah, let me show you this. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, and now you also got guys, you know, Corey Lindsley from the Packers, you know, playoff experience. You have the Chargers like Derwin and Joey who have been there before. Justin Herbert hasn't been there, but they're surrounding them with players who, you know, have been there. They're adding a lot of that playoff experience, a lot of that playoff talent. Bryce Callahan, another guy that's been to the playoffs before, right? So I think that is important. It does go along with Brandon Staley just backing up the words that he's said so far, right? But this offseason, the defense is being rebuilt. A team that gave up 27 points per game last season, Justin Herbert had to do so much to get them to wins. This year, it seems like they're alleviating some of that. They are helping him offensively, but the biggest help is going to be the defensive side of the ball where he's not going to just have to get into a shootout to win every game. So coming up next, we're going to talk about all of the different additions or additions the Chargers have made to the roster defensively. Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day. Now you got Kyle Van Noy, Bryce Callahan. Crazy amount of new players, a crazy amount of turnover, but I think it could lead to a much much better defense and the Chargers seemingly seem like that team that is going to be a destination for these players to kind of tag along and do what they have to do because it seems like the Chargers are going all in for it right now and there's been a lot of talk about hey they're only going half in I know there's problems at right tackle this is the closest thing we've seen them do to going all in but if you want to go all in for Mother's Day the place to go is BlueNile.com because it's time to get there a special gift that she is going to remember forever at BlueNile.com you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating custom engagement rings of her dreams or giving gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. So whether you're doing this for something with your mom, whether you need an engagement ring like I recently did, BlueNile.com is the place to go. Whether she prefers a statement piece or an everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces right now. At Blue Nile and Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. At BlueNile.com, you're getting the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create a perfect engagement ring, and they've been giving brilliant gifts to mothers all around the country as well. So this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Chargers listeners get $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, guys, so it's not too late. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, and plus Every order's, order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. That's a big deal. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. I also need to tell you guys that the one place you bet in the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is BetOnline.net. And right now, guys, the Chargers Super Bowl chances keep going up and up. So I can't even go on here and tell you, you know, hey, go bet on the Chargers to go win the Super Bowl because those odds are getting worse and worse. But the only place to go and the place where you're still going to make a lot of money if you bet on it is that betonline.net if they are somehow able to pull off this Cinderella offseason and turn that into a Cinderella run into the playoffs and not turn into a pumpkin. But right now, you guys can bet on if the Chargers will win the AFC West, where they'll place in the AFC West. There's a ton of NFL futures you can guys can go on and bet on right now. But if you're not trying to bet on football and you're looking at live games, 
NBA playoffs right now are where it's at for sure. You got two championship fights in the UFC this weekend. I'm definitely going to be tuning in for that. And I'm going to be placing some bets with betonline.net because they have the best, most creative ways to bet on any kind of sport. It's where the game starts. And you can also do live in-game betting so you can change your fortunes in real time. BetOnline is the number one place for all your sports news and to get esports the playoffs of any sport, even your v- favorite Vegas casino games. You can get it all at betonline.net because BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, David, well, we talked about just, you know, what Kyle Van Noy brings to the table and brings to this roster, but I think it's also, you know, the flexibility with Brandon Staley and how he's going to use him, right? Because now you do feel like you have more depth at edge. You do feel like you have more depth at linebacker, and you're building a ton of depth just on this team. Like, now you have four corners you feel pretty good about, like, including Michael Davis. It was the last time you were able to say that. Four corners that you can feel pretty good about. That's awesome. Right? Now you have three edge rushers you can feel pretty good about. Yeah. Like, even by the time Uchen Wosu and Melvin Ingram were on the same team, either Bosa was hurt. Like, it never felt like you really had three of those dudes at the same time. Now you have, you know, two safeties and maybe a new safety you can feel better about. Like, I just think that's one of the biggest things that we've seen from the Chargers this offseason, whether it's in the draft, right, going and getting Jamari Salyer after you already drafted Zion Johnson in the first round just because you can build some depth on that offensive line. Great moves and other, you know, getting JT Woods, even though safety isn't one of your biggest needs to try to help you at that position as well. Like this season feels different from a depth building standpoint for sure. Well, the Chargers have always had great high end top end of the roster talent. Always. It seems like we thought so until this year. Right. For as long as we can remember, they've had stars. You know, they had the Antonio Gates. They've had the Philip Rivers. They've had the Ladanian Tomlinson, the Vincent Jacksons. They've had loads and loads of talent on Merriman, Sean right. Phillips, yeah, right. even we, going we back to your say out Rodney Harrison. We could sure. rattle off players until the end of time. The chargers have always had superstars, but what separates these teams in the NFL are the quality of your depth. And the chargers are really making sure that they have quality players to go to if, and when injuries occur during the season. I think they're in a much better situation now to be able to mitigate or to be able to weather the storm when they get in those situations and still be able to play adequate quality football. One, it's not even just the depth, right? It's just, I think, the total defensive overhaul. I mean, and it was all-encompassing, right? It's also letting go of Uchen Nwosu and Kazir White and Justin Justin Jones. Jones. Linval Joseph, Chris Harris Jr. Like, all of those dudes played starter roles for you borderline last season right when they were when you were healthy those guys were starter a slot corner for this team is a starter so like all those dudes were starting for the Chargers last season and they let them all go but then to bring back what they did right bring back JC Jackson you trade for Khalil Mack Sebastian Joseph Dane Austin Johnson to help shore up the run defense Bryce Callahan to help shore up the cornerback room to give us four cornerbacks to care about Kyle Van Noy now Troy Reader is a great death piece but like even just the depth is great, but even the overall talent, David, seems like it's going to do so much for this Chargers defense. Like, it's hard to imagine right now how much better it should be. I mean, there's definitely going to be high expectations on it for yeah. sure when you're adding these kind of pieces. But, oh, like, for sure. this defense on paper is so much better. Like, they've come so long in one offseason to try to rebuild this thing. Like, it is crazy impressive, I have to say. 
I completely agree because I think right now, if you say, hey, how am I going to attack this defense? I don't think there's any real clear answer as to how you're going to do that before. Yeah, I'm running on the Chargers all day long. They can't stop me no matter what they do. Now they bring in two guys that have a a top 15 run stop percentage in their careers, guys that are known to stop the run. Okay, now I'm stopping the run. Okay, now I got two other edge rushers that are two of the best in the NFL that are going to come after come after your quarterbacks and demolish them. Oh, and by the way, they're equally as good in the running game as well. Oh, and also, I've got a couple of ball hawks in the back end with J.C. Jackson and Derwin James, so throw if you want to. Oh, and you know, if you have a number one wide receiver, well, I can erase him now, and then I can put Derwin James on any other person that I want to, and good luck. Good luck trying to figure this out. The Chargers have so much depth, so many different weapons on the defensive side that they can really play chess with everyone else, every other offense in the NFL. Brandon Staley can be the one that's orchestrating the chess game, and it seems like they got a lot of great pieces to use. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Staley is going to be playing 4D chess, and I think it's just when you see how much this roster has changed, especially defensively. I think it gives you better perspective on where the defensive side of the ball was at last season. Oh, my you goodness. Know? And, and I think even though Kazir Y, I think, is a loss. I mean, I think Justin yes. Jones and Uchenna Wosu turned into good players. Yeah. A second and third round picks, you know, but it just they're not these dudes that you brought in. These dudes have already done it. They're not just getting there. They've been producing resume that level. And we'll talk about a breakout, you know, some breakout players coming up after this. But like the Chargers feel like they're building a super team. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like Justin Herbert's LeBron James, right? And and it's not just getting those other stars like the, you know, the Dwayne Wade of the group and Derwin James, right? Or the Chris yeah. Bosch of the group and Joey Bosa or Keenan yeah. Allen or whoever. It's also getting the other guys to come along and wanting other, you know, players, players wanting to come to you and sign one-year deals, sign on the short term to make a run, to sign that mid-level extension, you know. Yeah, I saw a comment saying, hey, the Chargers don't get players like this. It's the other organizations, like the Ravens and the Chiefs, who get players like this. Now this year, the Chargers are the ones that are getting those type of veteran players that are wanting to come to L.A. because they realize the greatness. They recognize that this team is on the cusp of doing something special. I mean, it sure seems like it. I mean, it seems like these are the kind of moves, right? I mean, that really round out the rest of the roster and it's still not complete and there's still question marks i have about the roster for sure but it does seem like this is a destination now right because it's like it's easy to go to the jacksonville jaguars and sign that huge contract and pay no sales tax right or go to the tampa bay buccaneers and like not have any income tax on those Mm -hmm. and you're making all that as opposed to coming to california which is going to tax the heck out of it right like Mm -hmm. so that does make a difference in some of these things but you're seeing now that players want to come and maybe the you know the incentive is I need to make more money. I need to go to a place where I feel it's going to use me good. I mean, that's something that's a testament to Brandon Staley, 100%, right? Players oh, yeah. wanting to come to him to recoup that value so they can go out and sign that next contract with probably another team, right, and make that money again. And if they do that, guess what the Chargers get back, David? If some What's of these that? work out, if Bryce Callahan works out, if Kyle Van Noor works out, they compensatory get picks, picks baby. which they haven't been doing, right? Getting these yes. guys one-year deals letting them go sign somewhere else, even if they play well, right? But filling in the holes to go along with all those big contracts you have with Mike Williams and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen, right? This is how you fill in the cracks, and you do it through the draft as well. But, like, this season feels different. It feels like, you know, Justin Herbert's LeBron right now, and everyone's trying to tag along for a chip. Man, that's just kind of the vibes I'm getting right now from the Chargers, even though I know they have to do it. They play in a tough division. They're going to have a tough schedule. But, like, They're going for it right now, and I think that's all you can ask for 
as a Chargers fan. They're giving Justin Herbert the best chance in his rookie contract window to go make a deep run this year to have as a really should. Super Bowl contending team. And right now, it didn't necessarily feel like that at the end of last season. It felt like they were a step away. It felt like they were a year early. Yeah. It feels like it's all coming around right now. And it, the time is right now to go win. That is so exciting for Chargers fans because they are going for it. And that yeah. isn't something that's always been the case. And they haven't always been in the spot to go do that. But this is year two of Brandon Staley. He hasn't even coached, you know, his 18th game yet. Like he's only coached in one season and going into year two and what he's helped with, with the roster building and Tom Telesco deserves a lot of credit as well is turn this team that was underperforming with Anthony Lynn into a true Super Bowl contender at this point. And it's early and things change, but that's the vibe I'm getting right now from this team. But it is Fan Mail Friday, and we do want to get to some of your guys' voicemails because you guys are the best contributing and getting your thoughts on the show. So we're going to get into some breakout players and the rest of your guys' great voicemails coming up after this. But the best protein bar on the planet is Built Bar. And right now, guys, they're going quick. Get in on the Built granola bars they have great flavors like chocolate coconut peanut butter brownie you can also get white chocolate berry as well or you can just go with the original built bars because they have so many flavors to choose from you're mixing it up and when you're dieting and stuff like that things can get very bland with built bar you're getting something that fits on your diet and you're also being able to switch things up with flavors like cookies and cream peanut butter brownie coconut almond coconut salted caramel cherry barcia so many flavors to choose from you can even get a mix box so you can try a bunch of different flavors and find out which one is your favorite. You get that mixed box. You're going to like one of those bars in there. That's a promise from me. You can take that up with me if you don't like it. But Built Bar are the best protein bar. And most bars have about 130 calories while being packed with 17 grams of protein and having less than 4 grams of net sugar and less than 4 grams of net carbs. Don't even get me started on the Built Puffs. Don't do it. We'll be here all night. The first ever protein-infused marshmallow cinnamon churro flavor. I'm going to stop myself there, but you guys can go. Before I get too hungry to finish this ad, read to built.com and save 15% with the promo code LOCKED15 since you guys listen to this podcast. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at built.com. All right, David. Well, we were getting, you know, hot and sweaty talking about this charger and just getting carried away all in, David. I mean, David said they're going to win the Super Bowl in the last time. I did not say that. They were going to 100% win the Super Bowl. It was wild. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe if if you don't hear it, it's because we had to edit it out later. But yeah, (laughs) we do have Fan Mail Friday. So we wanted to get to even with the news, right? Because obviously that gets dropped in your lap and you get great news like that. You're going to have to squeeze some things in and we're going to squeeze as many as we can in here on today's show at least as far as these voicemails go. And let's start with the breakout player. We got super fan Zach on the show today. Hey guys, Zach from Florida here. So I have a kind of an interesting question for you. I kind of had the same question last year. On both sides of the ball, who is a normal pick for you to have a breakout season? And who is a surprise pick on each side to have a breakout season? For mine... I think Josh Palmer is the normal choice on offense, and Trey McKitty is the surprise one. And then on defense, I think Kenneth Murray is the normal one, and Nick Neiman is the surprise. Would love to hear your answers, and go Bolt. Love the question, Zach. And it is a little early, but I think we have an idea of who some of those guys could be at this point. I mean, let's just talk about, you know, candidates for that, you know, breakout player of the year. And there's only so many people that can break out, like Derwin James can't break out. Nah. Leo Mack, J.C. Jackson, Joey Bosa, those dudes have broken out. They're, they've yeah, been yeah. there. J- 
Justin Herbert has fully broken out into Big full time. NFL, full blown NFL stardom, right? So yeah, uh, Keenan Allen also off the list. Even Mike oh, Williams, yeah. I mean, yep. put it all together last yep. season. So we're like an off the radar. I'm also going to take off Kenneth Murray and Jerry Tillery from this list right now, David. We yeah. will not be doing that again as long as yeah. I'm a host of this show. Yep. You will no, not be using not those options. players. Sorry. I'm not even going to go with Nazir Adderley, even even though I feel like he could be really good this year, just because I've used that one before. Yeah. So when yeah. you're talking about breakout player, where are you going to go? Because I have a couple interesting selections here that I think could make it be a surprise, obviously, and also be a breakout player. Yeah, breakout player for me, honestly, I think one guy just just screams Kyle at Noy. me. Uh, no, it's not Kyle Van Noy. It, it is Gerald Everett, actually. I think Gerald I Everett is is the perfect person in this situation because he's a guy that's gotten better year after year over year. And now I think he's playing with probably one of the most talented position you know, groups that he's had in the NFL as far as receive, skill position group, excuse me, receivers, running backs, quarterback, arm talent. I mean, he's... He's in a great situation this year, and I think he is definitely primed to break out. Great pick. I mean, I, I really like that pick. I had him as well. And I think it's a little weird because it's like he's not like a super young guy, right? He's been around yeah. for a while, and this, he still could have a breakout season, even with a lot of really solid seasons under his belt, right? I think that's a weird thing about him just because like he truly could. For me, since you go there, I think my guy that would go kind of along the same lines as that would be Sebastian Joseph Day. I think he would be kind of a surprise because I think he could obviously have the most sacks he's ever had in his career. Wouldn't surprise me to see him have five sacks this year, which would blow away, you know, his previous high. And I think that's very, very doable, possible, maybe even plausible. But I'm going to go with Asante Samuel Jr. Because what does this dude have on his side now? Way more talent. (laughs) And the other thing is, is he's probably going to get targeted. So I think he's going to have a good chance to get, you know, four or five interceptions in his second season. And he had two as a rookie, showed the ball skills and missed a bunch of games. I think if he stays healthy, he's the guy that I'm looking at because I do think, I mean, there's already a lot of expectations on a lot of those other guys. Like JC Jackson can't break out, you know, but I think with the role that Asante Samuel Jr. is in now where he doesn't have to be like the main guy and be your best corner as a rookie, which is what he was last year, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. When he doesn't have to do all that, like I think he's going to really settle in. I think teams are going to have to rush to throw at him and they're not going to rush to throw at J.C. Jackson. And I think that could turn into a very ball productive season for Asante Samuel Jr. So excited Love to it. see what that kid is going to do. And I mean, A plus draft grade. I'm sticking by that and we'll get into draft grades. On Monday. But time to get into the next voicemail here. Let's get to both both the voicemails out of the way with great questions first and get into those. This time we have former Chargers fan Donnie. Calling you out, Donnie. Let's hear what he has for us. Guys, this is Donnie from Wisconsin. Glad to be back calling in. Um, Just wanted to give my two cents on the draft. Uh, I really loved it. I like getting Spiller in the fourth. He should be able to get a lot of carries, give Eckler a break, and Eckler can... um, get the rest that he was saying he kind of needed here and there. Um, my favorite pick, I think, in this entire draft was Jamari uh, Saylor. I think they shouldn't overthink it. Plug him in at right guard right away, put Filer at right tackle, um, and then Zion at left guard. I don't think Herbert gets touched all year, and that would be amazing to see what he could do with just even an extra second to throw the ball. They didn't address the speed at receiver, but still got Guyton. Maybe they – Maybe they're working on him, getting his hands to not be bricks. Yeah, love the draft. Bolt up. So, Donnie from Wisconsin wasn't going to fit in the graphics. So, he he got turned into Donnie from Florida. But 
I believe I've been seeing a lot of Packers things out there from Donnie lately. It seems like, he, you know, he's Donnie from Wisconsin. He's got some Packers root there, but seen a lot more Packers stuff than Chargers stuff lately, Donnie, if I have this right. but Very much so. Also, you know, Donnie from Florida works too. I know you're from Wisconsin, but hey, here we are. And for the podcast audience, that's because I made a graphic for the YouTube show that said Donnie from Florida when he is not, in fact, Donnie from Florida. But a <laughs> couple of things here. I also like the Spiller pick a lot. And we both, you know, talked about how we think the best combination, even though that's not the way they want to do it, is right tackle. Uh, have Matt Filer at right tackle and, and even yeah. starting the rookies or giving both the rookies a chance to start right away. Maybe Sal, you're right. Brendan Hymas battle it out for that other guard spot. But the Jalen Guyton thing is interesting, Dave, because they didn't draft a receiver. And I don't think Jalen Guyton's ever going to be that true game-breaking speed, right? But I do think he can be effective. And I do think I agree with Brandon Staley when he says Jalen Guyton has really improved, you know, every year since he's been in the league. So I don't think there's no chance we see uh, um, a little bit of more of an improvement from Jalen Guyton this year. Maybe he is the guy that's kind of getting forgotten in, in this wide receiver room. Yeah, I think for Jalen Guyton, I think if he just works on the hands, so just bringing in more of the passes that hard to blame you know, him when everybody in. they were so bad as a team last year. He had four. Keenan had like ten. Mike sure. had six. You know, it was it, everyone was bad. Yeah, and and it's and for a lot of those guys, that's that's an aberration. Like that doesn't have that. That's not a normal thing sure. that they have to worry about. And I just feel like if he's, you know, you know what you're going to get with him, and, and that's the 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 deep long passes. And I think that's probably an, an issue. He, he needs to add to his game so that he can't be just so you know easily identifiable as far as what he, they're bringing him in the game to do. They need to be, he needs to be able to convert on some of the more of those short routes, those slants, those ins, those outs. You know, the you know, he has to be able to be seen as more of a weapon, more of a complete receiver, so that it's not an automatic tail when he is brought into the football game. Yeah, and I mean Brandon Staley talked about that, right? You need someone who can get there and also be a more well rounded receiver. I do think, even though I don't want him getting any more jet sweeps ever, you know, jet sweeps anymore, the running I don't need to see, but like I do think we saw him, you know, at least form into more of a complete receiver last season. It wasn't just the deep targets he was getting. But I think the other underrated part of this is with the offensive line the Chargers have put together now, the yeah. more chances they have to go deep, buying someone who runs a 4-3-9 instead of a 4-3-2, a little bit of extra time to create that separation deep down the field and to have Justin Herbert recognize it and launch the football, right? That's all things that could improve. But we have a couple of Twitter questions here, David. We'll get to rapid fire. Like, let's go to Adrian on Twitter. Let's start with what do you think Derwin James' Swiss Army knife role will be with all the recent additions to the Staley defense? Is he now safety edge slot linebacker wild card rather than safety by default? Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> to all. <laughs> yes. yes. He's going to do all those things, but I do think you'll see him even somehow more versatile than we have in years past because of the trust I think Brandon Staley is going to have in the other defenders that the Chargers have out there now obviously if everyone's healthy you have a couple guys back there potentially in JT Woods and Nazir Adderley where you can let him be closer to the line of scrimmage blitz him more which is great he's the best blitzing safety in the league him and Jamal Adams probably you know up there for that specific title but he's so dangerous in so many spots just being able to use him in all those spots is going to help the Chargers defense tremendously because I do think we saw less of that last year because Brandon Staley didn't trust the likes of Trey Marshall on the back end or Chris Harris Jr. to be able to stick on a third down, or Tavon Campbell, you know, the list goes on and on. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he will be a Swiss Army knife for sure. Now, Tom T's burner. What do you guys do for fun outside of football? Also, who is your favorite or most interesting pick of the draft for us? David, I'll start with you. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as what I like to do when I am not talking about football, I love video games. I'm a big PlayStation guy. I've had PlayStation in my whole life. Uh, I know Daniel doesn't like that because, unfortunately, he's an Xbox guy. But, um, yeah, I love getting on playing some Apex, playing some MLB The Show. That's one of the games I buy every year. Uh, it just helps me decompress, and, you know, that's definitely something I, I enjoy. As far as, you know, one of the picks that I, I like the most, I mean, I, I don't think it may, it's any mistaking that I love the Jamari Sawyer pick. I mean, there's a guy, one of the guys that I profiled, I just love the the mean strength, the nastiness, the value. Well, and that you were they doing got. it as like a third or four, right? When you yeah. first had done it, we were talking about potential third or fourth round pick. We're like, hey, maybe slides to you in the third, which would be crazy. Right. Know? So to get him in the sixth round is absolutely bonkers. And I am just ec- ecstatic for that potential value. I mean, the guy that coming from a winning organization, uh, he's going to step in and be, you know, one of the more valuable offensive linemen that's not starting on the team. So 100%. I mean, that's a great pick. I'm going to go with JT Woods and I'm going to go with, you know, the interesting pick, right? Because I think he's one of the more interesting guys that they've really picked up in the draft just because it's like what he could be leading college football, you know, last year in interceptions and what he could be back there even early on. I know he has a long way to come in tackling. There's things he has to clean up, but like if they figure it out with that dude and he's on the back end with, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and Derwin James and dudes like that rushing the passer, right? Like that's a very scary thing for opposing offenses and a very nice thing for the guys playing on the back end. I mean, Nazir Adderley, the same thing. Like you, you just have to think he's in line for like a five interception season. It seems like he's owed like six of them. He's been the close so many times. A hundred percent. But as far as things I like to do also video games, I also watch just a ton of sports as well. Play on yeah. basketball. I really do watch a lot of UFC. Same. I really do watch baseball, basketball, yep. you know, even hockey right now with the playoffs. Not a huge hockey guy, but I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. That is just so intense. So uh, those are a lot of things I do. Plus, I play video games as well. The show, Apex, play both of those. Not a Fortnite guy. I'm sorry. I got used to be back in the day, but we don't talk about those days anymore. Play a little bit of everything on there. The show I love. Played a little bit of Elden Ring, sucked at it. Still a fun game though, for sure. Really but, frustrating. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a crazy frustrating game. But like, I got some like Wolverine claws at one point. That was cool. And, like, there's some crazy stuff going on there. But I'm terrible at it. But yeah, video games, watching sports, a lot of what I do. Not a ton of time, <laughs> but I try to squeeze as many of those things and stay up super late to uh, make up for all the time working a regular job and being a you know everyday podcaster Same. as well. But. Thank you guys so much for checking in on today's show for the Big Cave and Noia News and for getting in on the show for the voicemails and everyone who hit us up on Twitter. We know we didn't get to everything. Kyle Van Noy messed everything up. Thanks a lot, Kyle Van Noy. But we will get to more next week, and we'll try to get the people we didn't do. Come and get on Locked On LAC on Twitter. Ask us a question on there. You will get the priority. Hopefully next time things roll around like this, you can also call in. If you want to be the next voicemail caller, 323-524-7924 is the number to call there. On Monday's show, draft grades. Everyone loves a draft grade. So we will be rolling out our draft grades on Monday. We had the big additions. Didn't get to get to it this week. Going to make a great Monday show. We'll talk about this Chargers draft class. And we'll do it, I think, in a funner way. Maybe a less traditional draft grades type of way. But that is going to do it for today. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel so you can see when I mess up a graphic. And, you know, when I make funny faces at David. And you can also follow us on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find it free on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. You can follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and you can hit us up on either of those. We post the show to both of our accounts every day as well. You can also find us on Instagram at Chargers, and you can also find us on our Chargers Facebook page. But 
What an exciting time to be a Chargers fan. The moves keep on coming, and can we doubt that there's not more left on the horizon, right? But make sure you're here with us because we'll be here with you, your team, every day to break down every move and be here for every time something like Kyle Van Noy happens. You can always find our reactions ASAP to that. So thank you guys for checking out today's show. We're back with draft grades on Monday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.